You thought you were just going to listen to a podcast. Instead, I'm about to save your life. Then we travel to Tanzania to meet a man who pays the ultimate price. Well, not the ultimate price, but a pretty steep price for stealing stuff. And finally, we travel to merry old England to take a look at an old newspaper account. Is there any truth to the story of a haunted taxi that if you walk near it at night, it moans with the sounds of the dead today on Dead Rabbit Radio? everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day, too. I often say, we got a bunch of stuff to cover, we don't have a lot of time, but we don't have a lot of time tonight. I just took some melatonin, so there is a literal, <laughs> a literal biological clock ticking while I record this episode, and we do have a ton of stuff to cover. First off, let's introduce today's supporter of the show, riding in on a custom roller coaster. It's Kate in M. Kate. Kate and M. Kate. Everyone just kind of shrugging their shoulders. They're like, are you sure that's the name? I'm like, I don't know. Kate and M. Kate. Everyone give Kate a round of applause. Whee! Going on this roller coaster. There's a lot of ways you guys can support the show. You can support it through the Patreon. We have a merch store. Both of those are in the show notes. And if you can't do either of those, just help spread the word about the show. Really helps out a lot, guys. So, Kate, go ahead and hop off that roller coaster. Take some melatonin. We're all getting ready for sleepy time. I'm going to toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy, but leave it in the garage. We're just going to slightly walk a few feet over to a microwave. Ding! Guys, I'm about to save your life. You probably, some of you may wish this episode came out, came out like when the show first started. You're like, dang it, how did I not know this? I just found this out a couple months ago. I probably should have shared it with you a couple months ago when I found out. So let's say we want to boil some water. So you start the stove, and I slap your hand. I'm like, what? Are you a barbarian? We don't use a stove. Why don't you just start off like a fire in the middle of the floor with sticks and twigs? No, you use a microwave to boil water. I use microwaves to make spaghetti, by the way. I use microwaves for everything. So if you're like me, if you're a homo superior, and you like to boil your water in the space age, like the Jetsons, you use a microwave. But it can kill you. It can actually cause massive injuries if you do this. And I read about this a couple months ago, and I've been like, I should share that on my show. And here we are in February of 2021. What? This is so weird and creepy. What happens is a traditional pot... Let's say you have Og. He's using his caveman stove. And then you have me, man of the future using a microwave the pot that aug is using on his stove because of the way it's the coils work it's super safe it it won't explode but when you boil water in a microwave the radiation you're like jason what is this all of a sudden bill nye the science guy but scary radiation or whatever works in a microwave i'm not entirely for sure some people say radiation but I think it's magic. The beams are going into the water, and what happens is the water actually gets hotter than the bowl. And the water can actually, if it gets one degree above boiling, it becomes superheated, which is not good, which is not good at all. They said when you're using pots and pans, a lot of times there's abrasions on them. The way that they work in the stovetop warms it up differently. Everything's kind of warmed together. The microwave, you can have like a brand new bowl. There's no scratches on it. It's completely perfect. Glass bowls do this a lot. You boil the water. The water becomes superheated. And what can happen is one liter of water that is superheated 
the second anything touches that water, it said you could like pour instant coffee in there, put a spaghetti noodle in there, even put a spoon in to stir it up. If you, if it is superheated and you do that, one liter of water will turn to three liters of steam and horribly, horribly scald you. Now, if you're Steven Seagal on a cruise ship and you're trying to like set a bomb and right when the terrorists come in, perfect. Do that. The terrorists hear the ding. They look over the microwave and they're like, oh, my instant coffee's ready. They're like, no, Oleg. Oh, no, we didn't make that. And he starts stirring it and blows up. That's perfect. But if you're not Steven Seagal and you're not in the 1990s diehard ripoff, um, it can it can horribly burn you. So I've known this for months. And again, I apologize that I haven't shared this information with you. What I tend to do is I'll either sprinkle some salt in there because basically anything to break up the consistency or whatever of the water will help. They recommend taking like a wooden spoon and putting it in there, but that sounds kind of lame. I don't want people to, I don't want to live alone. I totally live alone, but I don't want the ghost man in the closet being like, what, why are you, why are you cooking all those wooden spoons? Plus, I imagine that would interfere with the taste. You can spit in it as well, because you're just eating your own spit. You're always eating your own spit, so that doesn't matter. And it gets cooked anyways. So do that. Do that. You're like, Jason, I do not boil water in the microwave. The last six minutes have been completely useless. But if you ever do, if you ever do evolve and start boiling water in the microwave, you will remember. Today, it's so funny. Today, I did that. I've been making a bunch of mashed potatoes, instant mashed potatoes. You're like, Jason, grow up. Eat adult food. Hey, I love instant potatoes. I was making instant potatoes, and I did that to the water. And when I took it out, it was boiling. So it wasn't super hot. And the fact that I'm not recording this from an ER shows that I did it right. So I might have just saved your life if you microwave spaghetti like me. If you cook like you're a 10-year-old boy whose parents have left you home alone, then I've just saved your life otherwise. (laughs) Otherwise, you're just tapping your fingers waiting for the next story, which is where we're headed. Kate N.M. Kate, I'm going to go ahead and give you the keys. You already had them. Let's hop in the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind my microwave, <laughs> leaving behind my kitchen clutch, and we are headed out to Nyambiro, Tanzania. <laughs> Kate, go ahead and hit that fly button on the Jason Jalopy. Chitty chitty bang bang this car out. We're flying out to Tanzania. Almost all this information I got from an article written by Renee Otinga for tuco.co.ke. So I want to give credit where I get my information if most of my information is taken from one source. So thank you for that, Renee. Kate, drive us on through Nywambiro, which is completely different than how I pronounced it before, but hey, what are you going to do? The mel- I'll blame it on the melatonin tonight. And as we're driving through town, we see a man. His name is Frank Japet. And Frank is a man with a plan. He has decided to steal corn, steal maize. Now, he's not just going through, like, the harvest and, like, stealing, like, ears of corn. That, that's just called having a job. Having a job and not stealing it, giving it to the boss, then you get a paycheck. He doesn't want to do that. He wants to take the corn itself. Now, it's fun. Now that I'm telling the story and the photos that are involved in the story, I don't know if he had, like, corn cobs on him or if somehow he got... A bag of kernels, like popcorn kernels? I don't know. I think it's... Because you only eat corn. You can eat corn on a cob, and then you can eat just, like, loose corn. So maybe it was loose corn. It was maize, but I think that's just a style of corn. I don't think that's the way you eat it. Anyways, the point is, is that there's photos that accompany this, but they're useless on a podcast, but later on you can solve this debate. 
Frank goes, you know what? I really want that corn, but I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to harvest it. I don't want to grow it. Nothing. I just want it. And we're talking about a 45-pound bag of corn. Corn kernels, I believe. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like it weighs more if it's in kernel form. But there's more of it. So he walks over. He grabs this bag of corn. He throws it over his shoulder, and he runs away. 45 pounds isn't that heavy. He runs away. He gets to his friend's house, and he goes, Hey, man, I got that corn we were talking about. And the friend's like, what? We were never talking about corn. What are you talking about? And the guy's like, no, no, remember that corn heist? No, nobody, nobody steals corn around here or anywhere. Crows, maybe. So anyways, Frank's like, oh, man. So he goes to unload the corn. He goes to throw the bag off of his shoulder onto the ground because he goes, there's another 45-pound bag out there. I couldn't carry both of them. Who do you think I am, Jason Carpenter? But when he goes to throw it off of his shoulder, oh, oh. <laughs> sounds like he's having fun. He's not. Oh, oh. The bag is stuck to him. This friend's like, dude, quit messing around. First off, I don't... First off, you're barely a friend. I'm pretty sure you're an acquaintance. Two, what are you doing with 45 pounds of corn in my house? Three, quit joking around. Oh, it's stuck, man. I can't get this corn off of my shoulder. And it's not like the bag was covered in super glue and he ran all this way and then, like, the glue hardened. It's not stuck by any sort of earthly means. It's magically stuck. He has 45 pounds of corn on his back for hours. He's just getting sore. His knees are giving out. He's like, oh, man. This... He's eating corn. He's like, at least the bag opens, right? Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Maybe I'll get carbs. Maybe I'll get energy from all this corn. Then he just has to go to the bathroom. He does have to go to the police. And this is where the, there's actual photos of this. There is a man surrounded by people in town and the police. And it's, he's just holding this massive bag of corn. He's ugh. It's like, has him hunched over. So you think, is it like, here's the thing, like, obviously, does, does magic exist? Like, is that what this story is saying? Is actually reported in the news over there, and then Coast to Coast did a write-up on it as well. That's how I found out about it. But uh, the cops are like, hey, put the bag down. Like, yeah, you admit to stealing this, put the bag down. He's like, I can't. It's magically stuck to my back. And the cops are like, oh, yeah. Come on, man. The cops couldn't get it off his back either. It was magically stuck. A bunch of townspeople came out. He couldn't get it off his back. There's photos of him with this thing of corn on his back. And the cops go, listen, we've actually dealt with this before. And they have. We'll get into that in a second. When the cops are like, they bring out Louie. He's on the magic sticking beat. He comes out. Everything's stuck to him. He's like, I swear to God. I swear to God. I didn't get into the evidence locker. He walks out. He goes, hey, here's what you got to do. You got to go back to the person who... You stole it from and ask for forgiveness and then the bag will fall off your back. And so that's what happened. It turns out that the woman whose farm he stole the corn from was afraid it was going to get stolen. So asked the magician. This is a real story, by the way. This isn't isn't from some fantasy novel. She asked the magician, can you magically put something on my corn? So if you steal it, you'll get stuck. And the magician's like, Alakazam. And then that happened. This story happened. This story is real. Now, obviously, like, you have to ask yourself, is magic real? Out of all the episodes we've done on this show, when I was reading this, I'm like, this... I'm not saying that because there's a photo... There's a photo of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker having a lightsaber duel. Just because there's a photo doesn't mean it's real. But it's like, 
Wh- was it? It's not like a Snapchat photo. It's not. Is that still even around? It's not like a TikTok video or something like that. It's a guy, a guy surrounded by police with a giant bag on his shoulder. Like, who's faking it? Is he faking it for internet clout? Were the police faking it? Was it supposed to be a PSA, don't steal corn and maybe stuck to you? None of it makes sense. So either, either here's the, the only options. It's fake. And it was this whole, though everyone in town was in on it. Or magic, magic is real. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Magic actually exists. Or this was all fake. Now, there is a third one. The guy could have had some sort of mass hysteria, panic attack. I know all you guys are nodding your heads. You're like, yeah, that's what I was about to write in the YouTube comments. He could have been having some sort of panic attack and, like, guilt wouldn't let him get rid of it. But once other people were trying to get it off of him, were they also, like, suddenly wracked with guilt over, like, when they pushed their little brother down off of his tricycle when he was three? They're like, oh, I'm so sorry, Johnny. And why come they couldn't move it? And this isn't the first time that this has happened. This article written by Renee points out there's photos of this as well. There's photos of this as well. That happened May 2nd, 2018. I don't know if I said that earlier. Super recent. These aren't Polaroid photos. These are like modern day photos. A year earlier in 2017, a man stole a DVD player and a stereo. Remember when those <laughs> remember when either of those were worth stealing? There's a photo of this guy holding like a Sony stereo where like the speakers detach and he has this DVD player. He's surrounded by townspeople and the police are there and you're like, "Wait, so is he just like stuck to a stereo?" Like that's actually kind of cool. Right? He just constantly be playing music. It'd be the life of the party. Who doesn't want to have a stereo stuck to them? No, the stereo's not stuck to him. The DVD player's not stuck to him. There's a photo of a man holding a CD, CD player, CD stereo, and a DVD player covered in bees. <laughs> covered in honeybees, apparently. <laughs> There's like a fake beard of bees. And he's standing there in front of the cops. And it was the same thing. It happened a year earlier, and the cops are like, well, um, we were not magicians ourselves. We're not magician ourselves. However, we can assume that because you stole these things, the person you stole them from must know a magician who has cursed whoever steals them to be surrounded by bees. So does magic exist? Is it, it, Have we been lied to this whole time? Because I get it. We've covered stories about like superstitions and things like that. The dude is covered in bees. There's a photo of him covered in bees. This isn't a tall tale. I mean, it could be fake. <laughs> it could be fake CGI bees. But magic's not real, right? Like, you want it to be real. It would make things more interesting. But it's it's not, right? Like, I have to question it. Out of all the stories I've covered on this show, this is the one that makes me go, what? Is magic real? So, yeah, check out the photos. Check out the photos if you don't believe me. Uh, they're not CGI. They could be staged, but I don't know what the point of them, who's staging them and why. And at any, The guy could pretend to have a bag stuck on his back for whatever reason. But why would a man? Well, I mean, I know people have, like, the bee, beard, beard of bees and stuff like that. But why would you? Why would you do that <laughs> and tell a cop you were a thief? Like, what's the end game there? Like, normally when they have men who go, hey, I'm going to have a beard of bees, honey, and they're like, great, I'll fill out the divorce papers later. You're like, you do that. 
and then they take the queen bee and they put it in their neck or they swallow it or something and then the other bees surround them make a beard of bees that's totally fine they don't then walk up to a police officer and say i just killed five people like that's not part of the gimmick the gimmick is they just have a beard of bees not they're also a thief and they're confessing it or a murderer in my example so does magic exist maybe maybe you heard it here first you heard it here first the exasperated tone of a paranormal podcast host who is confronted with the idea that as much as he loves magic and loves the idea that it exists it might be super super real it may not be theoretical so don't steal anything guys there's that's that that's that moral and the moral is the laws of physics do not apply uh, magic is real that's another lesson kate and them kate I'm going to toss you the keys to the carpenter copter. We are leaving behind Tanzania before any magicians find out that I stole that I stole a bunch of corn from that guy. Cut a hole in the back of his bag and was taking some so I could microwave some popcorn. Kate, fly us out of here and take us to jolly old England. Specifically, we're going to Kensington, which is in London. So right there, I pointed out to you. We're going back in time. We're going so far back in time that the mist of time clouds everything. We're going past the year 1897. Kate's like, what? There's a lot of years before 1897. Yeah, not too far back. Not caveman times. But, but you know, somewhere between King Arthur and 1897. She's like, okay, hits the button. We're perfectly there. Great pilot job. And I want to give a shout out to Dead Rabbit Radio listener Nicholas. He sent this to me via Gmail. Really, really appreciate this stories. Now, we don't have a firm date on the events of this story, but we do know it was revealed to the public on June 10th, 1897, in the Shields Daily Gazette. And the story starts off like this. There's an old taxi sitting in a lot. Fog sweeping around it. It's all, like, dusty. There's rats walking in it. <laughs> Making rat noises. There's spiders, too. <laughs> spiders? I don't know what noises spiders make. There's a bunch of bees. There's a bunch of bees stuck to it. No one wants to use it. <laughs> no one wants to use it, but it can't be used either. It's all broken down. There's like a hole in the roof. There's the rats. The rats making that weird rat noise. But regardless of whether or not you wanted to use it, nobody did. At night, if you walked by that old cab, the reason why this is being reported in the news because cabbies had a legend about this broke-down, disgusting cab full of rats. At nighttime, if you walked by that cab, you would hear moaning. (laughs) Sounds like I'm waking up in the morning. You hear moaning like, and you would hear like muffled screams. (gasps) So you wouldn't want to go by there, right? Any one of those is creepy enough. I'm sure my neighbors are creeped out because I'm making those sounds so late at night. They're like, what's going on? Oh, he's probably just recording this podcast. This cab, there's a quote from this article. This should really set us down a path we're going to be on. I won't try to diverge too much while we're telling the story, but... In this article, there's a line. It says, This cab is said to be the oldest four-wheeler in existence. 
Think about that for a second. Okay, I can't. I can't continue past that line. That's not true, right? Like that can't. It can't be the oldest four wheel vehicle in existence. That's a bold claim. Those catapults? Nope. They had four wheels. But this thing is older. Chariots. Uh, chariots had two wheels, but the Pharaoh's chariot had four wheels. It was this advanced model. It's older than those. How do you have the old? How would you even know that? There's like Sanskrit. The VIN number is in hieroglyphics. Anyways, so there's a little bit of hyperbole when this article's right, starting off right away. And also, I'll tell you this right now, it took me about four or five paragraphs until a certain event. I thought this was like a yellow taxi cab. And you might have too. Um, maybe, maybe you caught on before I did. The, the story does take place before the year 1897. So cars were not invented. So as much fun as it would be to imagine a yellow taxi cab, even though that's what I imagined almost my entire time researching this, it's an old horse-drawn wagon. So you had like the little seat for the dude sitting on top, and then you have like a horse, and then there was like, you're like, Jason, <laughs> Jason please, don't, don't insult my intelligence. I know what a horse-drawn carriage looks like. I've seen Cinderella. It's a horse-drawn carriage, but it's like there's a cabbie. So anyways, here's the story behind the moaning carriage at night. Long, long time ago, there was a dude driving the cab, as was his job. And he's going down the street. Horse hitting the pavement with little horseshoes. And as he's clip-clopping down the road, a man runs from around the corner. And he jumps into the cab. And slams the door shut and sticks his head out of the window and goes, Drive for your life! This is an actual quote. I don't do these voices for no reason. Drive for your life! Drive like the devil! I've got gold here! <laughs> you didn't sound like the leprechaun. I've got gold here. You shall have whatever you ask! Maybe he was half leprechaun. But the point is, is that he carries gold with him and he's like, Dude, just get out of here, man. I'll pay you whatever you want. You just gotta book it. So the cabbie looks back, and he makes the horse go forward. <laughs> That's his job, right? So the horse is now galloping. This is where I realized there was actually a horse-drawn carriage when he starts whipping the horse. And he goes, in the story, the cab driver goes, he didn't really tell me where to go, so I just picked a random direction and started going, imagined all the things I could buy with my money. And if I capture this leprechaun, I'll get three wishes. He's taking the cab through the streets of Kensington. And the fair, the dude in the back begins yelling. Here's another quote from him. For heaven's sake, on! Don't you hear them? They'll catch us, you fool! And the cabbie's like, okay, this is getting, this is getting a little weird. Um, I don't mind taking this guy's money to get him out of the area. Maybe he owed tooth fairy, tooth fairies after him for child support. But now the guy's like saying they're still pursuing him. The cabbie looks back. The streets are empty. He's looking around. He doesn't see anything. But, you know, money's money. Clip-clop, 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 making the horse go faster. The man sticks his head out the window yet again. It says, quote, They're behind us. I can hear them. Confound you, man. You want to hang after all? Clip-clop, clip-clop, clip-clop. Cabby's like, what is going on, dude? This guy's tripping, dude. This horse is moving as fast as he can. I'm turning around. I'm not seeing nothing. And then... The cabbie starts to feel 
utter fear take over his body. And he, like, tunes in his senses. He can't see anything when he looks back. But he starts to hear something. The street is empty behind him. But he hears the sound of a stagecoach following them. Clip-clop, 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 clip-clop. Those are the wheels. That's not some alarm going off. He freaks out at this point, and he starts whipping that horse super hard, and he's like, get out of here, get out of here. I don't want you anymore. Go back home, Harry. The horse is taking him and the dude as far as they can. They leave the city of Kensington. They ride for hours and hours and hours. This isn't some battle horse that took Charlemagne into the field. This is a cab horse, man. It was at the end of its shift. It's all super tired. So open to eat some corn. And this dude is just whipping it. And they ride for hours. To the point that eventually the horse is like clip, clop, clip, clop. And the cabbie's done pushing it forward. And they're just kind of clip-clopping. Way out of town. They're in the forest at this point. And the cabbie goes, oh, okay, well... That's over with. Right? And the horse is like, the horse is like, you better call me a cab because I'm super exhausted. The cabbie goes, I better find out what's going on with that leprechaun bloke in the back. He goes, he gets off the cab and the horse is just like chilling. And then the cab driver walks and he looks into the cab and he sees the dude laying down. He's like, oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. He got a nap. I was wondering why he stopped screaming at me. Cab driver opens the door. The man is laying there, his eyes glazed over, staring up at the roof of the cab, and his throat slid open. Because it sounds like Play-Doh, right? His throat slid open, there's blood everywhere, and the cabbie's like, and before he can process what's going on, he's looking at the eyes of this dead man who killed himself in the back of his cab. The dead man's looking at the roof of the cab. And then the dead man's eyes focus on the cab driver. The cabbie jumps back in to the seat thing of the cab. I probably should have looked up these terms. But anyways, you know, the place where the guy sat on the pumpkin thing with Cinderella. He's sitting up there and he begins to spur the horse forward. The next morning, some people are traveling. The sun's up. Birds and, like, chipmunks are hanging out. And people are coming down the road far, far out of Kensington. And they see a man sitting in a cab. A motionless cab. His face is completely drained of blood. He's almost catatonic. And he's whipping his horse. But the horse is dead. He's just sitting there on the cab. So they call the cops. They didn't have phones back then, so they had to send, like, the youngest, fastest of the kids. Was there phones back then? Doesn't matter. It has no bearing on the story. Telegraph, kites, whatever. Smoke signals. The point is, the police show up, and they go, well, okay, that's pretty gross that you, like, ran that horse to death. What happened? Oh, and the fact that there's a dead human body in the back of your cab. It takes him a while to come out of shock, and he explains what happened, and the cops go, well, that's not true. Magic isn't real. What do you think? Why would you think magic was real? And he's like, but but the corn, the corn. 
They're like, okay, let's lock this guy up. And they do. They actually lock him up for just a couple days. They he go he didn't kill the guy. The guy committed suicide. He did ride the horse to death. But they go, you know, you look in the back of your car, you see a man who committed suicide. They look at you after he's been dead for a while, his eyes fix on you. That's that's pretty creepy. The police officers are telling each other that story at night. They're like, please, Officer Davis, stop. I have to go home after this shift. So the cab driver is eventually like let go. He didn't really commit any crimes. And so he does what I wouldn't do, right? He goes back to work. He goes back to work, and he gets in the same cab. He's like, oh, good old number 25. My favorite cab, all those years spent together. I'm not going to let one horrible night of a suicide and a dead horse ruin our love. He takes that cab. He's doing his job. Two nights later, the cab is once again found abandoned. On a city street, it's just sitting there. Horse is just hanging out. People go up and they peer in the cab. What's going on? Why isn't there anyone sitting up there? And they see the cab driver. Dead. Ugh. Strangled to death. Now, obviously, the passerbyers, they weren't all coroners. They're like, oh, I, I can tell his cause of death and I can even mark it down to the hour based on the maggots wiggling under his skin. They took the body into the coroner they realized they didn't tell the passerbyers they're like hey everyone he was strangled possibly by a ghost everyone was like ah the coroner said that he was strangled this is where the story starts to diverge some versions of it was that he was strangled and so the idea is that he was strangled to death by the ghost of the man who killed himself because they couldn't outrun a ghostly presence other people say, and what the actual medical report is, I kept saying the coroner said he was strangled. That's not the case at all. The coroner's about to come back and haunt me. The coroner goes, listen, what we think happened, it's actually equally ridiculous. He was a heavy drinker because of this. You're going to be after you see someone's head get chopped off by themselves, and their eyeballs are rolling around. That he was drinking heavily after the event, and he died of fright. So he was drinking a bunch, and he figured he'd take his break in the back of his cab, and then he just went, <gasps> and died. That doesn't work, right? That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen either. I mean, you can be so scared, I guess, like, your heart can start beating fast, but it's not. you're not going to, like, have a... You, it's funny. We covered that episode. I'll put it in the show notes about the about Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street's based on a true story. That They were, and it is based on a true story. But they were kind of dying of fright, but there were so many other factors involved in those young kids who were dying because of their nightmares in L.A. that I don't think it's comparable to someone just drinking and dying of fright. But the myth of the story is, is that he the ghost came back and killed him. So it was basically the story in a nutshell. A total stranger picked this cab out of nowhere, was being pursued by some sort of unseen presence, And it's possible that he didn't kill himself, that the presence caught up to him, slashed his throat. And the whole time he's like, dude, go faster. This thing's going to get us. Confound you, man. You wanted to come after us? That it's cut his throat and then it came back for the cab driver. Or you could say that the man's ghost came back and killed the cab driver because he failed in his mission. But to be fair, the cabbie won. Didn't want to get involved, too. Never got paid. What happened to that gold? Actually, now that I think about it, maybe, maybe he took it. I think this story is interesting for multiple reasons. One, it's a classic ghost story that I actually haven't heard before, but it has the elements of a classic ghost story. And it has elements of 
just like spooky revenge spirits and things like that. It has first off, despite what you see in the movies, ghosts killing people is extremely, extremely rare. There is a handful of cases we've covered out of what 624, 25 episodes. We've covered maybe three or four murders by ghosts. Movies, it happens all the time. It's super, super rare. This would be one of those. So it's fascinating as a narrative device. I think it's important, and we're going to wrap it up like this. And, and I'm not going to go on too long about this because I've touched on it a hundred times, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes about the Smithsonian Giants. A ton of times in the conspiracy theory community, they'll talk about giants being found, and they'll be like, there was this newspaper article back in 1910. There was this newspaper article in 1872 that had a photo of a giant, and they said, look at these miners. They found a giant. So giants existed, and the Smithsonian covered it up. They were also publishing stories about haunted cabs. They were also publishing stories about people being pursued by a phantom that slit a guy's throat and his eyeballs are moving afterwards and then the cab driver died two days later. This stuff was being printed in 1897. This stuff was being printed in 1925. This stuff was being printed for a long time. Super entertaining. Super fun story to tell. And I'm sure there are elements that are true to it. I believe in ghosts. I don't necessarily know if a ghost murdered these people. We don't have any names of anybody. I, there probably is a old cab that on the lot, the cab drivers would tell each other stories about. I'm sure that part of it's true. I'm sure that someone spun this tale. I'm sure there was like this really old, decrepit cab. And when a new cab driver joined, they're like, hey, Billy why don't you go over to number 25? And they're like, why? what's wrong with number 25? They're like, oh, let me tell you a story. You know, just hazing people. I think that part of it's true. But when we look at news, old news articles were garbage. They're super entertaining garbage, but they were just full-on lies. So when you look at these old news articles about giants, we come across them all the time in conspiracy theory and paranormal land. Think about the remember articles like this. Super fun, super entertaining. Love the story, but this is what they were publishing back then. So when we look at stories about giants, there it was made up to sell newspapers and to back the biblical event of creation as well because giants play a part in the beginning of the Bible. So you have that. So you got to think about that. But I don't want to end it on a note like that. We're saying listen to this whole episode for the full context, but I didn't want to mention that. I think we got to go back to the actual ghost story. We're going to end it like this. That old cab sitting in the cab lot, it can only decay so much. Eventually, the ghost stories get old. People don't believe them anymore. And they sell the cab for scrap. They take the cab body down to the wrecking yard, begin to smelt it, refine it. Sounds like when you enter an ice cream shop. And they begin to remold it, reuse those metals and those wood and that nails and the whip. They use that too. They recycle that into a belt. My point is, is that I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if that's what they do to old cabs from the 1890s, but just go with me on this. They they use pieces of it. They take wood off it. They put it on a boat. Or 
I didn't think this. I thought this through. I actually thought this was a good ending, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's not an automobile that gets smelted down in a junkyard. It's just a bunch of rotten. It's a bunch of rotten wood. Anyways, imagine this. Imagine this. All that stuff, that rotten wood, and those nails that they, <laughs> they pull out because they got to recycle them. The huge nail shortage of 1910, they had to recycle all those nails. Each piece of that cab could be haunted as well. It could be used in all sorts of things across the ages. The point is this. The point is this. Imagine that you buy, you buy a belt. Today, you buy a belt. And it's a leather belt. And you don't know that that leather is actually recycled from a whip from this cab. And the metal part of the belt... The little hook, the little thing is actually an old, it's an old nail. It's an old nail, and the buckle actually looks like a leprechaun buckle. And you're like, hmm, this is, this is a weird belt. What does it look like a whip with a nail attached to it? But, you know, you bought it at Hot Topic, you figure it's what kids are wearing today. You buy this belt. You don't know the story of the haunted cab. You don't know any of this stuff. You just really like this belt. And you wear it. And as you're walking out of your house to show off your brand new belt. There's a ghost of a man standing behind you with a slit throat. A wide smile. His eyes staring up at the ceiling as he follows you down the hallway. And then they look directly at the back of your head. You thought you were just buying a brand new belt. Instead, you bought yourself a seat in a cab headed directly to the twilight zone. I tried. I, I thought I had a good ending, but once I thought the physics of actually recycling an old cab. But I hope you guys enjoyed that ending. I definitely enjoyed telling it. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Deadrabbitradio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. And I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>